1: we hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel
2: And it is indeed a very good morning from the Concrete Gang. We're on Friday morning. We're recording this because we're going to enjoy our shutdown weekend. There will be, I'm sure, some people who won't get to enjoy their shutdown weekend because bosses will be trying to breach the EBA and basically treat their employees with contempt. But we'll come back to that. Good morning, Buzzer. Good Good morning, String Bean. Good morning, Annie on the panel. And uh, I think there's something missing. The gorilla. The gorilla is the, missing. He's gone again. Where's he gone? He was, missing, he was missing last Monday morning too. Was he? he was too. Yeah.
3: The tickets are out. The posters are ready. That's right. The
2: Concrete Gang fundraiser is coming up. The tickets are out. And $20 gets you in the door. Or you can give $20 as a donation to help keep 3CR on the air.
0: July the 19th, 9th, didn't it? Is that what we're saying? That's right.
3: Yes, the, the Monday, July- the Bowling IDEO. club.
0: Bowling club. Be there, be square. We've changed the, the venue this year. The Port Melbourne bowling club. The Port Melbourne. Beautiful views down there. And over the years, they've held, in the old days, they, well, not that long ago, they held some Irish functions and all down there. Skinner used to run them down there. So get get around. There'll be tickets going on to every site. Make sure you all get one to support the course, cause because we need to keep... Uh, Uh, promoting what's going on in the industry, and the best way to do it is through this great radio show that's been going for how many years? Well, 42 years now. 42 years. There you go. I'm just trying to remember what I said in the first episode back 42 years ago. Were you here
2: then? (laughs) (laughs) You're only a baby. You were a baby. That's all you could have said.
0: What was your first episode? How long ago?
2: Oh, you you Oh, geez, it's a bit hard Is to remember.
0: We did have the original cast, didn't we, down at Port Melbourne a few years ago, didn't we? Yes, of them.
2: yes, and uh, they're all in retirement now. Cheerio to Ian, Bobby. Um, was like, there was a fair few people there at the early days, but um, let's just say we're all getting a little bit older. If, the same- you're 42 years older than you were when the first show went to air and you were baby Oh well, you weren't much more than a baby, were you? How, how old would you have been in 1976? I
0: would have been 12. And oh, I was already you're older trouble. than you look. Oh, I was right. already in a lot of trouble. And let me tell you, the only the good thing about working in the industry then is I can bet you there wasn't the same push. You on, were
2: working in the industry at the age of 12. Is that I was what you're telling a bit me? Of
0: trouble, but I, I can tell you one thing for sure: there wouldn't have been the push in the industry about finishing these jobs tomorrow in 19. Uh, in when this show first started, yeah. Because there was some history of some jobs going for a fair period of
2: time and they didn't work absolute excessive hours, did they? That's correct. Not that the bosses didn't want them to, but anyway, that's another matter. Anyway, this is a shutdown weekend and there will be, I'm sure, some people trying to work and basically not giving people a reasonable amount of time off. There is a bit more to life than just going to work. So you work to live, not live to work. But the Concrete Gang, well, you've got to think about that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, folks, because this is important stuff. And let's just be clear, the tickets are available from your delegates and organisers, 20 bucks a head. There is mention of a raffle, and the prize for the raffle is a $5,000 travel voucher, but you actually have to be there. You have to actually be at the venue on the day, to be in the draw for the $5,000 travel voucher. So let's be clear. It says on the ticket raffle, that describes what you are able to do by turning up, presenting your ticket, and going into a very elite group of people who will be in attendance and have the chance of winning the $5,000 travel voucher.
3: Part of the draw card, live band. The Jaded Cats are back. And uh, there'll be a great feed it's a yes, good deal.
2: Caterer, the whole lot. Is there a ga- game of bowls as well? Barefoot <laughs> bowls is a possibility. I heard nude,
0: nude bowling. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh? Just your no, feet buzzer. that
2: would, be, in the middle of winter, would not be a huge success. <laughs> nude bowling? right <laughs> That'd be, a, that'd be so, worth so, going through. Wrong it? balls. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It would be a shock sight. <laughs> huh? Let's just say the 9th of July... The Port Melbourne Bowling Club behind the Town Hall, 130 Spring Street, Port Melbourne. $20 ticket gets you in the door. There will be the raffle. There will be free food. There will be a great day out. And we're going to keep 3CR and the Concrete Gang on the air for another 42 years. Beautiful. Beautiful. Moving
3: right along. Did you think you'd be live on Facebook when you started out the show, Warren? (laughs) That's happening now.
2: I didn't think I'd still be around now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we won't go with reasons for that. Anyway, hello to our
3: Facebook listeners.
2: Righto. Let's mention uh, something which is near and dear to my heart. Another one bites the dust. Ooh. Yes, indeed. Johnny Lloyd. Oh, the, how good was the that? The boss. The boss. How the much?
0: 700 grand a year.
2: Oh, He wasn't making that much when he was the boss of the ABCC. How
0: do you get that gig?
2: The Liberal Think
0: Tank. What do they call it? The public... The IPA. IPA.
3: Institute of Public
0: Affairs.
2: Oh, yeah. Johnny Lloyd... What do they actually do? ...was the ideological warrior behind a lot of the stuff that went on in Liberal governments and... Unfortunately, he was not dispensed with when Labor governments were in office in the uh, late 2000s. And, of course, he made an even bigger comeback when our good friend Tony Abbott got to be Prime Minister because he promoted him up the chain of command to make him the boss, the big boss of the Australian Public Service. Now, just understand what that means. That means that John Lloyd was the boss of the Secretary of Treasury, the Secretary of Foreign Affairs. All these big bosses in these departments all had to answer to him. There was no higher position in the public service than what Abbott elevated John Lloyd to for services to the Liberal Party and their right-wing anti-union campaign. He really knew how to pat Tony on the bum. (laughs) Right, he got the gig and now in ignominy, which means basically looking like an idiot, he has had to resign because his activities, his political activities, when he is supposed to be the chief of the public service, divorced from politics, mm-hmm. all of this is now coming out. So, Nigel. He refused to answer the questions in the Senate That's Estimates Committee too. And so our, our mate Nigel, he had to fall on the sword. And I bet you it's probably a case that though they purport to be mates and they say nice things about each other, I bet you Nigel thinks it's really good that John's had to fall on his sword too.
0: I did notice in... Uh, and if
2: the... Michaela Cash falls on her, oh. false, her, her false fingernails, it will be a threesome. <laughs>
0: oh... <laughs> not far away, are we? We're not far uh, away. We're not far away from getting that result. I don't reckon. Oh, seven
3: hundred thousand bucks better off. We can pay the public servants a bit more now, can we? They can get their pay rise finally.
2: Well, I've got to say that I don't think we're finished with all this because what came out. In the blackmail committal hearings only a couple of weeks ago was all the connections between all the people in government, out of government, in the Liberal Party, in Borel, in the media, in the police. All of this connects. And there will be some uh, Svengali somewhere, some little uh, coordinator who it will become very clear has been part of... A very well-developed and financed conspiracy to attack the CFMEU and try and destroy its leadership. And but
3: a, let's see how things develop. A good insight into that is the Michaela Cash revolving door between the, you know, you got the IPA, the ROC, yep. the whole what, the, the staff just kind of revolve around as John Lloyd did, you know. If he didn't have his time in the public service, he went back to the IPA for a bit and then back into the, into the Liberal government. So... Yeah, there's, there's a lot more to come, but Michaela Cash is not answering any questions either. No, nah,
2: she's gone on including, including, what what day is it, Michaela? Yeah, at what the time, se- at what the time se- is it? What time, what time is, she, is it?
0: She couldn't get that out of
3: <laughs> But I reckon the Liberals' lucky number must be seven, because you got John Lloyd, $700,000, Michaela Cash, $700,000 defending herself, and then we have the case of the, uh, what is it, the dancing...
2: Oh, the, the dancing school uh, dispute in Canberra.
3: Another $700,000. What the, is going on? Where
2: the uh, court... We won that ruling too, didn't yes, we? Yes, the court dismissed uh, the matter. And uh, now the ABCC and everyone else has to pay the costs.
0: I'd like to know what all the costs are uh, adding up to in the ABCC for running all these
2: cases. And who actually decides to run them at the end of the day. That's right. right. But don't forget... The union has had to fork out a lot of money. Exactly. Because we have been prosecuted within an inch of. But never mind. We're here and in celebration we're going to play Queen and another one bites the dust. There you go. Another one bites the dust and uh, Johnny Lloyd has bitten the dust. And we should just mention as part of that that uh, the late and uh, great uh, Adrian McLaughlin Skinner was uh, one day wandering down uh, St Kilda Road, which was his area. He went into the bank and he ran into, of all people... John Lloyd. John Lloyd. Give him a bit of verbal. Nothing... uh, Violent, Nothing uh, particularly noteworthy. Just basically commented on his, uh, shall we say, persecution of building workers. And what did John Lloyd do? He scuttled out of that bank like the gutless wonder that he is and trotted on down and dobbed him into the police and all the rest of it. And then uh, Skinner was pursued because John Lloyd cop couldn't cop a bit of verbal. Well, John... You're copping a bit now. And guess what? It might have taken some time, but I bet your skinner's uh resting a little bit happier in his grave than would otherwise have been. Yes, the case. definitely. And he took it
0: right up to him at the time and uh and now he's sunk. I wonder how he's gonna get by now without his seven hundred thousand. He's probably pocketed.
2: Oh, he's probably on a good pension, don't worry. Yeah. Righto, let's move along to another significant matter which unfortunately has tragic overtones and that is the coroner this week has handed down the decision in relation to the Swanston Street wall collapse which killed three people. And the coroner has come out and uh, basically said uh, Grocon, who were in control of the site, didn't control the site. In fact, far from it
3: but certainly had the responsibility to do so. Indeed, they did. And, but none of these findings obviously give much comfort to the families that are still reeling, um, understandably. And really, uh, Well, they do make it clear that Grocon was responsible and, uh, and you know, they you sort of say, well, there's, so what? You know, $250,000, they've had a, a wet tram ticket, as the gorilla would say, but... Um, but uh, but it's pretty loose on Worksafe, I've got to say, and uh, and and suggest really that the changes that have made in regards to permits that found the you know the sign contractor also uh, with this with the exact same fine as Grocon, um, even though they had no control on the site, um, gave them the same fine. They say that's been fixed, but you know it's really not enough.
0: Well. The Federal Workplace uh, Minister, Craig Laundrie, come out and said it was a dreadful accident. I reckon he needs to look at the terminology of what accident it is because under the dictionary terminology, it says that it's unexpected and unintentional. Well, I've got to tell you, when you engineer something like that um, and all that. It doesn't really fit that definition, right? Um, So he needs to go back to the dictionary and come up with a better word than that because these aren't accidents. These aren't accidents. And as State Secretary John Seeker has kept maintaining, there's bigger fines on officials that go down there, go down there trying to, trying to look after workers, workers' health and safety than there is to the outcome for the builders who, who have been found guilty of these crimes.
3: And WorkSafe managed to do a general inspection of the site and not find that that wall was not structurally sound, that there was a risk involved there. I mean, you've got to wonder...
2: Well, don't wonder too much because that huge billboard, which was like a sail, was put on top of a wall that had been probably in place for 50, 60, 70 years. I can't remember when it went up, but it was up a long time. There was no engineering checks done and there was only one reason for that sign going up on that wall. The CFMEU office as it then was, was directly opposite. And that was our good friend Daniel sticking it up as saying, here I am I, I'm going to build this and stuff you. Righto, Daniel. No worries, mate. You live with the consequences of what happened due to your company's negligence. You are the the face of Grocon and on a personal level, the company might be guilty of negligence, etc., etc., but you are the head of the company and you have to live with it.
3: Indeed, and industrial manslaughter laws now, um, promised by the Labor government when they're, if they're returned in, uh, later in the year, uh, within the first year of government, um, we'll see a different story for that kind of negligence and the directors, bosses involved.
2: Righto, moving along. It hasn't been a week without incident. And there have been three issues. One, in our forestry uh, and forest products division, uh, a young bloke died up at D.R. Henderson in uh, Benalla, and uh, that was an absolute tragedy. Caught in a conveyor. And he was working for a labour hire company, and the, obviously we'd hope
0: the full... In these circumstances, the full inquiry is going to be done and we're going to get to the bottom. But early stages, there are, there's a few concerns there, I think.
2: I think it's uh, back back to the future there. I think the future, as we see it, is that this is basically an anti-union, negligent employer who doesn't really give us stuff as long as the work's done. And uh, this young bloke... Unfortunately, I don't I don't know his name, but I do understand from the media reports that only a few weeks before his death, his wife suffered a miscarriage and they lost their child, first child, and it's nothing but disaster on top of disaster for for her, let alone the fact that he was killed.
3: I understood he left perhaps the second child left behind, oh, a, a young child sorry. as well, All which right. is obviously just tragic and... Um, but yeah, and the, the attitude of the company was demonstrated by reports that, uh, there was one foreman that wanted people to get back to work, um, straight away after the fatality. Um, yeah, that's, nothing that says to, it all really. Nothing
2: to see here. Is that the attitude?
3: Indeed. Nothing to see here. Oh no, that's a
2: and Two other matters, uh, Mabin, crane incident out at their job, um, turning a panel as you do to uh, lays in one direction for the transport to the site and then it is turned on its end for putting into place on site and uh, the tower crane is on one end a frana was on the other and the uh, frana ended up on its side something wrong and maybe. You're in control of the site. No different from Grocon being in control of their site. You need to do something about this because that could have been a fatality. L.U. Simons, failure to check the compaction on a job in uh, Ballarat, I think. Bendigo? Bendigo, we was it? We always
3: get him confused.
0: No, it, was that, no, it wasn't no, was Ballarat or Bendigo. I wasn't hope it? Did, yeah? no, well, it was it? No. It was Ballarat Road. Like, oh, right uh, Ballarat Road. Go on, buzzer. And brown's piling, uh, and the ground could have been compacted better, and it's fallen on its side a bit, so
2: some better testing needs to be done there. Again, LU Simons, you're in control of the site. You're responsible. If that had been a case of going over, then you're wearing it. Righto, we're getting towards the end, and just before we do, there is going to be a fundraiser on Tuesday... Uh, the 19th of June, we'll be giving you details uh, again as we get closer. This is to raise money for those people who have been locked out down at Esso in Sale, Longford and so on, who uh, basically have been on the receiving end of the generosity of Exxon, otherwise known as Esso, and both onshore and offshore there is a struggle going on. Blake's have been out now for nine months.
3: And the labor hire mob, UGL, um, known as the ugly dispute because of that mob, um, and I believe that'll be the one-year anniversary of being locked out, oh, right. or, or around about there. They're certainly over well over three hundred days now, mm. and so get the It's the AMWU uh, rooftop bar, is it? That's a, it.
2: They have uh, a. Uh, Facility on the top of their building in Queensbury Street. What time are we talking about, boys? After uh, work. After work. 6.30, I think we've been told. Right, So, AMWU, up on the top floor, Tuesday the... Uh, 19th. 19th of June. Raise some money for some blokes who have been out for a very long time. Scallywags. We've got John Lloyd, a retrospective award for John, perhaps... Grocon, as a company, you were responsible for those three deaths. Uh, Mabin, you were nearly responsible for a major matter. You could think yourself lucky. L.U. Simon, same story. Special mention for Clean Away. In the middle of negotiating a new EBA... All the processes under the Fair Work Act meant nothing because they had already planned to sack these blokes and they've now given them notice in the middle of those negotiations. So clean away using the Fair Work Act, shall we say, illegitimately because they are required, even under the Fair Work Act, to negotiate in good faith. And they obviously had a plan which was to get rid of these blokes, and they went through a charade of negotiating. Have Righto. you ever
3: seen the bosses so willing to do that, to use these loopholes? It seems like it's everywhere now. Yep.
2: Um, who are we going for? No, we haven't got a couple more. Exxon, otherwise oh, yeah, known as ESO, right. for Longford and D.R. Henderson, for the fatality down there. Um, who are we going for? Well,
3: we should throw in Ironside as well. We had a yeah, access right. issue down in uh, Hamd- Hampton. South Road, Hampton. Hampton, yeah, um, they're just uh, thinking that they don't need access apparently, and then yeah. but, but, well, you know,
0: Jonathan, up to his tricks again. Jonathan. He's short on coins, the so he can't afford seller. it. Perfume seller, Jonathan yes.
2: um, Who are we going for? P.R. Henderson. I think that is early days. No, I think that is right. Uh, however, I would like to couple that up with John Lloyd, yeah. a retrospective oh, yeah, award for a bloke who has. His dirty fingers over more shit that's gone on in our industry and in employment generally, in terms of workplaces all around Australia. John Lloyd has been the leader of the ideology crew down at the IPA and in government, Liberal governments, where he has absolutely put destroying unions as number one on his hit list. Righto, See so we're you going John. with them? Yep. We got any Sookies?
3: Uh. Oh, uh. No. Th- not really. No. I haven't got any.
2: Alright, oh, no. So we're going to go out. That's to- nice. No complaining
0: uh, this and, week. And <laughs> then all the best for Nicky Macris for a 50th on Sunday. Fantastic. All well, right.
3: We say that. <laughs> Shout outs to
2: all the staff. Oh, she, uh, she'll she really appreciate that yeah. righto <laughs> moving right along we're going to go out the same old way dare to struggle dare, dare to win. win if you Can don't fight, fight you, you lose. lose good morning from the concrete gang enjoy your shutdown weekend